Now, Connor, you're here to talk about all the wonderful stuff you've been doing today. So, oh, yeah. first of all, we should explain what PAX is to our listeners. Well, it's the, I guess, the largest gaming convention in, Mel- like, in Australia. It comes around every year. It's that one time a year, like Christmas, where everyone just gets excited. Everyone's ready to get their geek on and just try out some demos. Play some retro games, some board games, tabletop, all that fun stuff. Hmm. And it takes place at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. Yes, which the is Convention the s- and Exhibition Centre. Mm-hmm, which is the same place where they held Oz Comic Con earlier in the year. And much like that, dress-ups is an integral part. Yeah, I actually did it? see some quite interesting cosplays. Hmm. Got to see some Borderlands-themed ones, Mad Moxie and um, a Psycho. Had um, the Fallout Wanderer. Yes, Marcy. Did you see anyone dress as Pokemon? No, I did not. Did you see any Pokemon trainers? Maybe. I was mm. not fully paying attention to that. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have been because you got to play Doom at yes. PAX, didn't you? So I got a late notice from our lovely Player One EP, Stefan Bradley, and he asked me if I wanted to come to PAX. Some people mm. had, you know, spent Friday and Saturday and just like, nah, I've had enough. So I'm like, Absolutely. Why not? And one of the things that I knew that was there was Doom Eternal. Now, for me, I'm a huge fan of the Doom franchise. I have played pretty much every single Doom game except for Doom 64, which will be coming out on Switch. And for me, it was like the big thing. Like, I really want to play this considering it just got delayed uh, to March 2020. So I was like, yep, I want this. I want to do this. And so as soon as they opened the doors for the... Media Pass, we got to skip all the lines. It was fantastic. Uh, we, Me and Stefan both ran to the Doom booth, waited in line for about maybe 10 minutes to get a booking, which I was happy, 11.30, perfect time. And before we got to Doom, we got to check out some uh, local stuff, some Aussie indie games. Uh, we got to check out, let's see, what we got? I got some like nice little cards. Uh, Kana Quest, it's a small sort of puzzle game where it also teaches you Japanese. It was... It's an important skill to have. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and it was... Japanese? Yes, of mm-hmm. course, Marcy. It was actually quite fascinating because I, you know, I don't know the language, but it was a nice way to incorporate not only an educational game, mm. but also a fun little puzzle game. Mm. So it was really kind of interesting to get into. We actually got an interview with uh, one of the programmers and the developers. So we actually did a nice little impromptu interview with them. They were awesome to talk to and we also got to play uh this uh, this is from a company that comprised of just two people and with no programming skills no game development skills whatsoever so they're completely freeballing it just by watching youtube videos blood metal with their game blood metal like a like a nice self-titled album (laughs) so this game it's it's a bit buggy it was a little bit buggy when we played it it's definitely not finished but they said that, yeah, like, we know it's not finished. We've had some, like, several sort of uh, feedback about it. Mm. And this we've still got a lot of time to work on it, especially when it's just two people. Mm. And you were saying as well, they started this project. This is off air. You were saying that they started the project one and a half years ago. Yes. And remember, it's just two people and they've still got a year of development left, which is a pretty quick turnover for video game development. Oh, for sure. And Blood Metal is an 80s-inspired FPS mm. with some nice uh, nice 80s music in the background, like mm. 80s metal. Mm. So both me and Stefan like, really enjoyed that. We also got to check out, uh, I guess, a Wipeout clone. Mm. Uh, so Wipeout, of course, being the futuristic racing game, it's kind of like 
F zero, I guess. Yeah, yeah, mm. similar to that. Twenty uh, second, sorry, twenty second century racing series. Mm. Now this is very much sort of a wipeout slash fast RMX clone, but we got up to some ridiculous speeds in that game. Like it was just insane so seeing how fast we went. I know that in F zero you can break the sound barrier. Did you do that in this game? No, we did not have any access to sound. Oh, that's so we just got to play the game. But we, t- you know, once again we spoke to some people. They were very lovely, mm. and we just sort of. We both, me and Stefan, we both really enjoyed the game. Mm. We both had a bit of fun with it because you could, yeah, reach up to some absolutely ridiculous speeds, do some nice little tricky tricks, and just it was a fun little game for about half, like not half an hour, but like the ten minutes we played of it. Mm. So we both really, really, really enjoyed that. We also, we also actually did get an interview with the developers for Blood Metal. We actually, we actually showed off some gameplay of that. On, the, on our Facebook Live, so do check that out. Mm-hmm. So and your Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash player1syn, yes. I believe. Yep. We, one other little fun thing that I was personally like sort of surprised about, I got to give the Switch Lite a go. Oh, yeah. So, of course, the Nintendo Switch has been out for three years now, Nearly three March years. March 2017. Okay, so we're looking at two and a half years then, nearly three years, and they've just released a version called the Lite, which is solely portable. So you yes. can't dock it, you can't connect it to a TV, it's just all handheld. What did you think of that, Connor? It was surprisingly one of the most comfortable handhelds I've ever held. Like, everything just felt right. Now, we were uh, playing ukulele and the Impossible Lair, so we were just sort of fiddling around with it, sort of getting a feel for it, and... A lot of the differences were so right. The the small size, though, yes, smaller and smaller screen, it fit perfectly. And with the regular Switch, I especially during long play sessions, I suffer some hand cramps. Mm. You know, especially during those like two to three hour sessions playing a uh, CTR. Well, and that's not uncommon on most handheld consoles. Yeah. Like even on the DS that I play, it you know you just feel uncomfortable but, after playing it for like an hour and a half or but so. But this just melted in my hand. Mm. It felt really nice. The D pad, mm. the new edition, felt mm. really good. The buttons were very well spaced out. Mm. It, and just everything just felt right about it. And you were mentioning as well before we came on the show, Connor, that the buttons, they're not like conventional buttons where it's binary, it's on-off. This felt more, like, cushiony well, in a way. Well, on the regular Switch, the buttons are very clicky. Marcy, I think you can attest to this. Being a Switch owner. Yes, yeah. being <laughs> a Switch owner, the buttons are quite clicky. Mm. This, it felt like mashed potatoes, but in mm. the best way possible. Mm. It, was, it was very comfortable to just press down on it and just... It just felt right. You didn't have that large amount of clickiness to it. The triggers as well, much less clicky, mm. which I've, I thought the, the triggers on the Switch Lite were actually better. Mm. They were actually better on the Switch Lite than the regular Switch. And it's just, yeah, it just sort of felt right. And it's I can see why it's selling really well. Mm. And for me, I was actually just shocked by mm. how like comfortable it was. It was just fantastic. And, you know, we got a little bit of time with it. We also did a Facebook Live of that where mm-hmm. I talked basically just about the Switch Lite and just everything that I'd noticed whilst I was playing it. So that's also on the uh, Player One Facebook page. And that leads us to the, uh, I guess, the main event for me and Stefan, Doom Eternal. Now, we could not take any photos, any videos whilst we were in there. It was just you, the PC... And the headphones, which they provided, which was very nice. 
Okay, so you got to play this for half an hour, so you've... We've got a great amount of time yeah, with it. Yeah, that's a huge amount of time to be sampling the demo of a game. Uh, what are your first impressions of it, Connor? Fantastic. Mm. Like, it's Doom, but more refined. It is just everything that I would want in a sequel to the 2016 Doom, which was already fantastic, and just with little details, like, say, shooting the flesh off a demon. That wasn't in Doom 2016, and if I pointed it at, say, the leg of a much beefier demon, you could see the flesh just fly off and see the result of it, which was like, that is some awesome detail that wasn't in there before, and it's just... I was just in awe by how beautiful the game looked and how horrifying the demons looked, like, right up close. So even during the game, I would would purposely stand there and Mm. want the demons to come up close because I wanted to see, like, how creepy they were, and it just... Everything just looked awesome. Mm. I will say, though... Playing on a PC for the first time in my life. I am purely a console gamer. I've never played on a PC. It felt very weird. So I'm trying to like use multiple fingers that I don't use for games whilst trying to aim. <laughs> I find this most bizarre, Connor, that only now... How old are you now? I'm 22. So you're 22 and it is only today that you've discovered PC gaming. Well, for me, I've just grown up with consoles. Mm. I find it just more appealing to me, especially mm. portable, which the Switch is just like my dream console. Mm. But it's just I've never had the desire to own a PC or play on PC. Mm. And for this, it was very difficult to get used to, especially during the tutorial where you're practicing certain mechanics. It was just crazy to think like, holy crap, this is taking me a while. <laughs> and like, it took me about maybe five minutes just to get one bit of the tutorial done. <laughs> Like that's that's like one-sixth of our playthrough gone. But then once I started getting into it, started learning the new mechanics of the game, I was like, okay, I'm getting it. You know, okay, yep, shift, cool. Yep, this combination of buttons, cool. Hmm. And just everything about Doom Eternal that I played, I loved. Hmm. The music by Mick Gordon, who did the previous uh, Doom 2016 and did a fantastic job. I believe he, he reprised his role. And soundtrack is awesome. Got that great greater mixture of metal and techno metal when you are in combat the music just ramps up and that's when you know all right it's time to it's time to mess someone up so it was just a lot of fun like just a fantastic demo they were really nice really complimentary we got a free pin out of it so it was awesome that's nice yeah no it was actually it was actually fantastic and we also did another facebook live of it where i was breaking down the demo on the Player One Facebook page, please do check them out. Yes, indeed. And remember that uh, link again is facebook.com forward slash player one S-Y-N. Now, I wanted to touch upon something you said, Connor, about PC gaming because I'm in a similar boat to you. I've spent most of my life on consoles using controllers. I first played on PC when I was 13, and yeah, it took a while getting used to it. Marcy, what's your experiences playing PC games? <sighs> That is a that's that's a complicated answer, cause like. <laughs> well, hang on. Why is it a complicated answer? I, I think we need to expand Long upon story this. Short, I play a lot of PC games, but not in the traditional sense. I play a lot of emulators on the PC. Okay, right. So you play all those old school games on the PC? Yes, because I don't have access to them like through consoles. I I mainly got just like a DS and like. My brother's got an SP, then we've got, like, a PS2 or something. Have you ever been to a thing called a garage sale, Marcy? (laughs) 
Never. Because you, you could pick up a genuine old Nintendo console with games for a discount price. And you'd get to experience it like so many of us did all those years ago. Mm, potentially. Awesome. The, best, the best we've done is we've gotten like several Game Boy Advance games mm. and an extra SP on, on, on eBay. But that was a long time ago. Hmm. Um, I know that they've got the NES Mini out, the Super NES Mini. Uh, Connor, have we got any update on whether there's going to be a Nintendo 64 Mini? Not a clue. Not a clue. But if you do want to experience uh, Nintendo Entertainment System and SNES games, you can, for Marcy's case, you can uh, download, or not download, but subscribe to the NES Online. Mm. So just a yearly subscription and you get access to a bunch of NES games which I couldn't care less for mm. and Super NES games which I'm like oh I'm interested now mm. I got to play the original Mario Kart which was really weird oh Super Mario Kart yeah, yeah like that, that, that old thing that is really bizarre playing that game but no I really want a Nintendo 64 Mini because I didn't play the 64 until I was in high school it's one of those children who was the pride of a video game console and I just really want to relive those experiences see once I'm done with my PS1 collection Mm -hmm. I will move on to an N64 collection (laughs) because like I went to a gaming market a couple of weeks ago and Mm. I just oh boy I walked away with so much stuff Mm. Like, oh, I now have the new crowning jewel of my collection, that being the original Silent Hill. Ooh. All black label, which I'm like, yes. Wait, oh, that, my gosh. That, that is huge. Hold on to that one, because it'll be worth hundreds in oh, a couple of decades. I will say, though, I did use less than $100 to get it, so I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> well, um, coming back to PAX, Connor, would you recommend the experience to others? Well, this being with, your first, of course. Yeah, with this being my first PAX, Absolutely. Especially, like, today it was a... I guess it was a little bit quieter. After talking with Stefan, he's like, yeah, no, today's, like, pretty quiet because it's the last day. Oh, so there's a tip. If you want it to, you know, if you don't like crowds, go on a Sunday. Oh, no, it was still packed as... But, still but packed it, to the rafters. quieter yeah. than the Friday and the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it was just... It was a fun experience because mm. I got to meet some pretty cool people and talk mm. to some, like, indie developers who mm. basically just, just want their game out there mm. and being able to talk about their experiences and the process of how they've gotten their game to this point was really a lot of fun. Mm. So I'm super excited about that. And I do hope that I do hope I get to go next year. And this time I would go for the entire weekend just to see everything because I had an absolute blast. Excellent. Even just, even just from a couple of hours of being there, it was just a blast. Mm, for if sure. you do, take me with you. <laughs> Take me with you. (laughs) We shall see.